0: Well, here at Batting 1000, we are nearing the end of season one. We've had incredible guests ranging from the CEO of a major industry publication, to the host of a nationally syndicated radio show, to sought-after economists, and more. If you missed some of the season, don't worry. We'll be sharing highlights from these conversations and others during our upcoming season one replay, where we'll listen to and dissect our favorite moments from all of season one before we enjoy a
1: brief off-season ahead of season two. Speaking of which, we need your help to build our lineup. If you or someone you know should be Dale's next guest on a 1000, let us know at dale forward slash listen, or by emailing our
0: team at Listen at devilmillion.com. We've done a great job here at Lending Tree of, of dissecting where the consumer is in the consumer experience of or the home buying journey. And, and so we found a number of things from this, um, a number of benefits. Uh, if lenders know where they are in the journey, they can they first identify what they're best at and focus on that. Right? Some companies uh, are great at the, the earlier funnel customers. They have real estate agent relationships. That's important to them. They're able to make introductions to their agents. That is absolutely what they prefer. We have other partners that are very good at that late funnel consumer. When they're ready to transact, they are fast and they are good, and that's what they want. Most importantly, they're able to create strategies and campaigns based on where they are. And and that's one of the biggest mistakes that we have found as companies transition from refinance to purchase. they they will often have the same experience, the same journey, the same best practices. And and, uh, that's a different kind of consumer with different goals in mind. So it's so important to know where they are in that journey and then make sure that you have a strategy in order to meet those customers' needs.
1: You're listening to Batting 1,000 with Dale Vermillion, where heavy hitters from mortgage, real estate, and business share their secrets for lasting success. With your host, award-winning sales strategist and industry icon, Dale Vermillion. All right, welcome back to Batting 1,000, where we have the heavy hitters in the mortgage industry, and I am delighted today to have not only a great longtime friend for, uh, I think, almost a couple decades now. <laughs> Will and I have known each other for a long time, uh, but also uh, somebody that I've worked with very closely as a partner. Uh, Will Adams is the Senior Vice President and Head of Sales for LendingTree. You all know who LendingTree is. They, they are the premier uh, provider in the mortgage industry for a long, long time now on Consumer Leads. Uh, Will is just a wealth of knowledge. I, I know this is going to be a powerful session today because he's going to talk about what's happening in the lead world and what's happening with consumers and and what as lenders and loan officers we can do to adjust to this rising rate market and 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 really talk about insights on best practices and conversion and lead management and all of those kind of things. Um, so Will, great to have you. Um, Appreciate you so much. You're 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 a great friend uh, to me personally. Uh, a, just a great icon in this industry. Thanks for being here today.
0: Thank you, Dale. Uh, thank you for the the kind words and uh, thank you for your partnership and and thank you for inviting me to to this. Uh, I consider this a, a privilege and I'm very excited to to be here and speaking with you today.
1: Well, I'm certainly glad to have you, and I can't wait for you to start. Opening up with this audience uh, on all of the knowledge you have, because the one thing that you all need to know, and I'm going to have Will talk a little bit about his background. But the thing you need to know about Will is that not only is he, you know, at the top top of the organization with Lenny Tree and has a great understanding of the lead world for a lot of years now. Uh, him and I have worked together. We've been the training partner with Lenny Tree for I think 12 years now. I've got got my Lenny Tree shirt on. I'm 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 representing. I love Lenny Tree, um, but Will also was in the business for a long time. So he was an original and managed and knows all that. So he's got a very unique perspective. So Will, you wanna share a little bit more about just your background and your experience and credentials so people know a little bit more about you? Of course, sure.
0: You know, it's funny how many of us stumble into the mortgage industry. I don't know that we we go to school uh, thinking that we're gonna end up in the mortgage industry. In fact, uh, you know, I, I grew up playing baseball and and had the, I was blessed enough to, to play in college and was injured. and. Uh, that ended my career, and I was crushed. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. My, my dreams were crushed, and, and so I, I came home for the summer from college, and um, one of my parents' neighbors was in the mortgage industry and was willing to train me to, to be a loan officer. So I ended up becoming a loan officer in college and, uh, and loved it. I, I enjoyed the mortgage industry. I enjoyed being a loan officer. And ended up uh, becoming an underwriter uh, then a wholesale account executive and then was uh, I was able to get into leadership in which I managed wholesale account executives I managed uh, loan officers uh, I managed fulfillment groups so processing underwriting and closing and uh, so I've been uh, able to work for different models of companies in the mortgage industry and, and within different positions in the mortgage industry. Of course, now I uh, work here at LendingTree and and manage the, the sales and client management teams for, for most of our business lines, including mortgage. And uh, I think that the fact that I came from the industry, I know what it's like to be on the other side of the table, has really helped me in my career here at LendingTree. As we Uh, consult our our partners and and really work on uh, trying to make them successful.
1: Awesome. Well, the fact that you play college baseball, and it's called batting a thousand, it's a perfect fit for you, Will. <laughs> this works out well. Yeah. And and we actually called it this partially because I have a love for baseball. I had a chance to play some my pro for a half a season when I was young. My problem was an injury. I couldn't hit a curve. That was my problem. <laughs> so I had to get into the mortgage business because I had no chance. If they didn't throw me a fastball, I was in trouble. So it sounded like you could at least handle the curve. So maybe I'll throw you a couple today and see how you tee them off. That sounds good. Love it! I promise
0: I didn't hit a thousand.
1: There you go. That's all right. That's okay. Um, so let's begin. Look, let, let's let's just go right to where we're at in the marketplace today. Let, let, let's just address the, you know the white elephant that's out there today. Rates have uh, have risen dramatically in the last couple of months. Um, Lenders are are, are dealing with the challenges of a higher rate market that we haven't seen in a long time. We just came off two of the best years we've ever seen in history. Rates we never thought we'd dream of seeing in our lifetime. I never believed, you could never have told me that rates would be under 2% at some point, and they were. Um, and now we're dealing with a marketplace that is more what you and I have been used to most of our career. But you know, there's a lot of people that entered this market in 2020, 2021. They've never seen anything but low rates and you know massive volume on refis and plenty of purchase. And now that has shifted and changed. So let's begin by talking about just what you're seeing out there today in the lead world. Um, As a result of these rates, you know, I've I've said it my whole career, when rates go up, the one quid pro quo is activity for consumers goes down. Now, in the purchase market, you have a little bit of an urgency that happens with that. Where actually, initially, a rate increase actually increases purchase volume because people want to buy before rates get too high. But on the refi side, doesn't work that way. If they see rates go up, they generally stop, except for those who didn't do it. They'll try to jump in in the last minute. But we're past that last minute now. We're starting to see stabilize things. Give us a little bit of insight on what you're seeing at an executive level from a lead-based standpoint. Talk purchase and refi separately and and home equity and what you're seeing there. And then let's talk about what you're seeing from a consumer perspective and what consumers think about this market today. Okay.
0: Uh, Well, I I think it starts especially with uh, speaking to the lenders first, Uh, what we saw in 2020 in early 2021 really started this process in that lenders enjoyed the fact that they were able to uh, refinance a lot of their previous customers and had a lot of organic volume. In fact, they had so much organic volume that in many cases they staffed up. They, They hired loan officers, they hired processors in order to keep up with this high demand. As they were finished their their previous pipeline, their their pipeline of customers, and or rates started to flatten up, some of that organic volume slowed down. And so lenders looked to new customer acquisition channels in order to to keep and maintain that level of originations. They hired up and they had to to be able to to feed those those new uh, loan officers. And so as, as lenders leaned into new customer acquisition, uh, it really created more and more competition w- within new customer acquisition. Certainly, that relates to LendingTree, along with other companies like LendingTree. And so we've seen companies uh, really um, either thrive or struggle with this increased competition. You know, I, I worked. One of the companies I worked at in the past was Decision One Mortgage. Uh, the CEO there, J.C. Faulkner. Uh, would often say that it's hard to distinguish good athletes when everyone is running downhill. (laughs) But when the group is forced to run uphill, you're really able to see some runners pull away from the pack. And and that's certainly what we're seeing right now. When volume was high and competition was low, we saw conversion ratios really clustered together. Uh, Certainly some lenders converted better than others, but they were all fairly close. Where, uh, call it late 2021 and and so far in in 22, we've really started to see lenders separate from each other in terms of conversion ratio. And uh, so we're we're starting to see some companies, based on their strategy, based on uh, perhaps their their technology, based on uh, their loan officers, be able to to really thrive in this market and, and steal share. And I think that uh, that's what we will continue to see in 2022 is a real focus on share. You know, when we look at a lot of the, the large successful companies today, uh, I would say that they became successful in markets like this, where they were able to steal share and uh, enjoy that share in, in, in times of greater originations.
1: You know, I love that quote that you used from from J.C. Faulkner that talked about, you know, people running downhill, you can't tell the good runners. I've said it many times in, in, in this kind of a marketplace over the years that a rising rate market will expose your shortcomings faster than anything I've ever seen in the mortgage arena. This is where you separate the wheat from the chaff. There's no question about it when it comes to your sales team, your loan officers, and even organizations as to how they approach it. So, Let's talk about this for a minute. You you said something there really important, I want to unpack a little bit. And you said, We're seeing conversion rates, you know, they kind of clustered together in 2020, 2021 because the volume was so high. Look, let's be honest about this. 2020, 2021, you could almost have an approach of, hey, here's what I got to offer you, do you want it or not? It was a do you want it or not market. It's really what it was, okay? We're not in a do you want it or not market anymore. Now we're in a if I could, would you market where it's got to be if I could help you and and you have a good value proposition to offer that, that company customer. Then the question is, would you be willing to talk to me about a mortgage? And if you do it well, and you have a great value proposition, you're going to get it. But now we're starting to see that separation in conversion. And you said that that depends on strategy and what companies are doing. Help us understand some of those kind of best practices strategies that you've seen in this marketplace that make a difference in increasing conversion rate for lenders and for loan officers out there today. Sure.
0: Yeah, you you know, um, best practices is one of the most common questions that that I receive. And and you know, when I came from the mortgage industry and I started at LendingTree, that was my first question. That that's what I was excited to learn the first. The the first was, uh, what is that one best practice, and. Over my my eight-year career here at LendingTree, I've realized there's not one best practice. There's a lot of right ways. There's a lot of wrong ways. And which right way has a lot to do with your model within your company and your strategy within your company? Uh, As evidence, I've seen talented mortgage professionals at at one company where their strategy was able to, to work well, go to a new company Implement that same strategy, and that strategy no longer worked. So, you know, I think that it's important that you understand your model within your company and what you are good at and and take advantage of that. So what I often uh, talk to our partners about is, first off, create a strategy. Create a strategy that makes sense for your company and for the market that you're in. So uh, certainly we're in a market right now. To your point, it's no longer a uh, taking orders kind of market, right? And, and so create a strategy around that. Secondly, test your strategy. Make sure that it's being followed. You know, there's a lot of ways to... to. Um, Secret Shop, your organization. In fact, there's there's companies that will do it for you. Scott Payne is excellent at this. Uh, he offers a great service, and I highly recommend that, that companies take advantage of him. But I'm surprised at how often companies are not actually following their own strategy. And, and then you know, third, it would be to test that strategy. Uh, we do a ton of testing here at Lending Tree. That is an The the market changes, consumer behavior changes, and so what worked in the past doesn't necessarily work any any longer. Uh, Phone calls are are a great example of that. Do you use a, what phone number do you show on that caller ID? Do you show a 1-800 number? Do you show a local number? Do you show uh, your your company's local number? Do you show your company's name on the caller ID? That answer has changed over the last couple of years. But then, uh, as you are testing, identify the winners and then optimize to that winner, right? So, and then start testing again, because as I mentioned, the, the right answer will change. But some of the, more specifically, some of what we're seeing is that ability to be able to help customers with their entire financial situation, right? As you mentioned Uh, loan officers, there were a lot of new loan officers hired during 2020, uh, and even existing loan officers developed a lot of bad habits. So these loan officers were having these conversations with consumers that were, they were able to easily lower their interest rate, and that's what the customer wanted. They didn't have to really talk about the debt that they have and the goals uh, that they have for their financial well-being. And so now, loan officers are having to adjust to this new market and find ways to have benefit other than just lowering rate.
1: Yep. Awesome. So you you just you just unpacked so many powerful things there. I want to I want to go a little deeper on some of these. The first thing you talked about was the importance of really building relationship, of of spending enough time with that customer today, not to be an order taker. That that is a common mistake that loan officers make when they go through a dropping rate market, it's rushed through the application because you got 10 more people in line, so you spend no time with them, you find out the bare bones minimum, what you need to qualify them, quote them a rate and see if they say yes or no and move on, and therefore there's no sustainable relationship. And the problem with that is, Not only will that cost you the deal in a credit trigger market where your customers are getting credit triggered, they're getting smartphone triggered, there's all kinds of marketing coming after them that's going to end up losing those deals, but you get no repeat and referral business out of that. You might get that first sale, but you may never get another deal out of that borrower. And I always go back with people to the 9-10 rule. The, the, The statistics tell us that the average homeowner is going to go through nine mortgages in their lifetime. We want all nine. The only way you do that is through sustainable relationship, and then they can give you 10 referrals because they know 10 other people. So relationship's key. You talked about uh, secret shopping calls. Scott Payne was actually, uh, is a friend of both of us, a longtime friend of both of us and a great guy. I couldn't agree with you more. He was my first guest on Batting 1,000, so people probably know him from the show. I would highly recommend, too, you call Scott and have him do some secret shopping on your sales teams and check it out. But look, you also want to, as managers, monitor calls internally, listen to recorded calls if you possibly can, if you can't do side-by-sides with your loan officers, and listen to what they're saying to your borrowers, because in today's market. If you're just quoting rate, you're dead before the game ever started. And, and that's a bad habit that happened in 2021 that we got to eliminate immediately in 2022 because everybody loved in two and a quarter. Nobody likes in four and a quarter when <laughs> that two and a quarter seemed like yesterday. So these are all really important principles that you're talking about is establishing relationship and value up front. In other words, building a value prop around how can I help you today. In the refi world, we talked about this before the show started. You know, this isn't a rate and term market. This is a cash out debt elimination market. If you don't do that, you don't have a lot of chance of winning in this marketplace today. But even in that, you got to understand your borrower's situation and goals. And that means spending time with them to build that relationship when you do that and you do it well. And that's where your secret shoppers will tell you whether you're doing it well or not. You're going to win big in this marketplace and have plenty of opportunity. Would you agree with all of those?
0: Yes, I would I think that's that's well said y- you know i um you asked about consumer behavior uh, as well and, and that reminds me of a lot of of what we're seeing in that uh you know consumers will come to to companies like Lining Tree and, and, and other companies and not know exactly what they're looking for. Certainly, they they, they have in their mind that they can lower their interest rate and, and often would like to save money, but they don't always know the best way to do it. And, and we have a lot of conversation internally about that, the way that we ask questions within our forum and expect customers to know exactly what product that they're looking for. But look, I mean, the the we're in an interesting market right now, right? I mean, I'd say, we have found through our studies that a lot of consumers do not know the accurate value uh, of their home. And so when when you look at uh, equity available in order to do a debt consolidation or cash out, that value is important. So making sure that you have the right tools in order to establish the value and also the right product. So we have consumers that, that will come in. And the reality is, often they will need cash, or they will need to do a debt consolidation. Now, should they refinance their first mortgage for that? Should they do a home equity? Should they do a personal loan? Uh, Should they find a a lower interest rate credit card to to transfer that to? Uh, That's a lot of what they rely on experts for. And certainly, we are trying to establish better consumer experiences within LendingTree in order to help and walk those consumers through that journey. But that's what loan officers need to be able to help customers with. And we find that a lot of consumers uh, would like home equities, uh, and the reality is, Often you need higher credit scores for, for home equity. It's difficult to, to qualify for a lot of home equity loans, and many of these consumers would still qualify and, and find a lot of benefit in a refinancing their first mortgage and doing a debt consolidation.
1: Yep. So let's talk about that for a minute because um, one of the things that I recommend to my clients all the time, um, I'm always recommending LendingTree if you're buying leads as the the primary source you should go after. And that's the first one you talk to. You guys have the the longest experience in the history. You've got a great track record. You've got a great reputation, uh, outstanding leads. Um, But a lot of times what I hear from my lenders, which are predominantly mortgage, first mortgage refinance and first mortgage purchase clients is, well, you know, I, I, I don't know. about buying these because I think there's so much competition. I say, well, have you considered getting home equity leads? Well, we don't do a home equity product. Yeah, but home equity lead doesn't necessarily mean it's a home equity customer. It means it's somebody who's looking for cash. They may think, especially in a marketplace like today, you know, you look at most consumers in a rising rate market, the trends have always been the same in the 40 years I've been in the business. As rates go up, now if they need cash, they're probably not gonna ask their lender for a first mortgage refinance because they're like, well, I don't wanna touch my low rate mortgage. They're gonna ask for a home equity loan or line of credit, but in fact, that may not be the best loan for them, especially when you talk about line of credits, because think about a line of credit by nature, okay? It's like a big credit card on your house. Well, if you are already misusing your credit cards and you need debt elimination, and you need to get out of those credit cards, that might not be the right avenue for you. It may be better for you to actually refinance your mortgage, take advantage of the high payments on that consumer debt to lower your monthly payments and actually cut your term on your mortgage, which you can't do on a home equity loan. So. I know a lot of the lenders I talk to aren't even aware that you guys have home equity uh, leads. Talk a little bit about uh, what you see with lenders utilizing that home equity lead product and how that can really actually benefit them sometimes in working with their customers. And of course, if they have a home equity product, that's even better. And if you can expand to getting home equity in this marketplace, now you got the best of both worlds. Talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, great points. Uh, so first off, we, we have lenders and partners that, that offer true home equities. We, we have partners that offer both uh, a home equity and a first mortgage, and so that loan officers have the luxury of being able to talk to the consumer and consult them on what is best for them. Uh, but to your point, we find that many of our consumers do not qualify for a true home equity, and or that a home equity may not be what's best for them. And that's where the experience and the knowledge and the the Consultation of a good loan officer can help walk the consumer through the best product for them, and you know I, I would open that up uh, to other products as well. So, for example, uh, rate and term uh, conversion has has recently started to go down as rates have flattened out and started to go up, right? And and so we've seen a lot of consumers, or excuse me, a lot of lenders, uh, shift their appetite to cash out. Uh, and uh, as that happens, there'll be pricing pressure that happens with, with the, the most popular product and most popular filters at the time. There'll be increased competition that, that comes with that, right? And so certainly the cash out product is working great for us today. But uh, the, we're, having a lot, we're seeing a lot of success with companies take rate and term especially with a lower loan-to-value, to to ensure that these consumers have equity. And that's where a talented loan officer can come in and act as a consultant, whether that be a a lower loan-to-value rate and term, where they have some high interest debt, where it's in their best interest to consolidate that debt, or a, a home equity consumer with, say, a lower credit score that doesn't qualify for a home equity, yep. where a loan officer can help that consumer identify the fact that they can benefit from taking that high interest debt and, and putting that into their first mortgage, and in many cases, shortening the term of that mortgage along the way and putting them on a better financial plan for their life.
1: Yeah, I love that. And you and I have talked about this so many times. You and I both have a real big heart for consumers. Um, that, that's why you work with lending trees because you're there to really be consumer proactive and help them to get access to great lenders that they can work with. You know, this is why I wrote a book for consumers and do radio programs across the country for consumers is to talk about what you should and should not do in a mortgage loan. And one of the things that that I drum all the time, and I know you absolutely, you and I have talked about this many times, the importance of this is reducing the term on the mortgage, not re-extending term. That's one of the worst mistakes you can make for a consumer is taking their 30-year loan that's got seven years paid in back to 30 years to do what? To save an extra $30 a month so that you end up extending and cost them $100,000? That's not a good long-term plan. We want to build a good plan for the customers. We want to make sure we look at it right. Now, let me ask you another question, because if you look at the NBA forecast this year, okay, the forecast is a 5.6% increase in purchase for this year to a record 1.74% Trillion dollars. That would be the single largest purchase year we've ever seen in U.S. history, if in fact that happens. Now, we've had a slow start in the first quarter, in the first couple months here, but I believe we're going to see a lot of increase once we get through this initial shock of some of the things that are happening out there. But on the refi side, it's a 63% decline they're projecting. Now, by the way, that's predominantly based on rate and term. If you're selling cash out debt elimination, you're offsetting some of that loss and you're not gonna see a 63% drop. But let's talk about purchase for a minute because Another thing I find a lot is clients don't realize you guys have purchase leads that you can offer to them, and you know a lot about the purchase market. You see a lot of data on, you know, with all of the inventory challenges and all of the things out there today. Talk a little bit about what you're seeing on the purchase side of the equation, and what are some best practices there? What are some things that lenders can learn or loan officers can learn from LendingTree about how you approach a purchase customer, and a majority of the leads that you guys have, uh, if I'm if I'm Correct in this, and, and, I, and I'm sure that I am, is that they're mostly at the pre-qual slash pre-approval stage, not at the contract stage. Um, so you're you're having to deal with that early funnel um, that you got to get them into that contract before you can ever get them into that mid and late funnel where you're funding them out. Talk a little bit about that and what you're seeing and some best practices there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, first off, we are seeing a big shift in demand towards purchase right now. Uh, we're seeing that for a number of reasons uh, to, to make sure that they're able to um, keep their originations as flat as possible. Uh, they find that purchase is just a more stable product, right? That if they can find ways to make their purchase campaign successful, they will be able to stabilize their, their originations. Uh, and in many cases, and certainly with us, they're able to have better monetization uh, on their 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 buys because uh, we're able to uh, price those down a little bit more than the the refinance cash out. Uh, but you mentioned where the consumer is in the funnel, uh, and I, I totally agree. That, that is one of the key things that we've learned in the last couple of years. We've done a great job here at LendingTree of, of dissecting where the consumer is in the consumer experience of, or the home buying journey and, and being transparent with the, with the lenders around this and creating different campaigns based on where they are in that journey. And, and so we found a number of things from this. Um, a number of benefits. Uh, if lenders know where they are in the journey, they can they first identify what they're best at and focus on that, right? Some companies uh, are great at the, the earlier funnel customers. They have real estate agent relationships. That's important to them. They're able to make introductions to their agents. That is absolutely what they prefer. We have other partners that are very good at that late funnel consumer. When they're ready to transact, they are fast and they are good, and that's what they want. Uh, But most importantly, they're able to create strategies and campaigns based on where they are. And that's one of the biggest mistakes that we have found as, as companies transition from refinance to purchase. They, they will often have the same experience, the same journey, the same best practices. And, and uh, that's a different kind of consumer with different goals in mind. And, and same thing applies to an earlier funnel consumer versus a later funnel consumer. They're often looking for different things out of the mortgage company and different things out of the loan officers. So it's so important to know where they are in that journey and then make sure that you have a strategy in order to meet those customers' needs. But uh, as we started to, to uh, filter differently the consumers in the different home buying journey, we saw our, our conversions go up. We saw our lenders become more successful with our purchase campaigns, and it's, it's worked very well.
1: Let me ask you this question because, you know, when you start talking about purchase leads, okay, so these are consumer-driven purchase leads where we've got people raising their hands saying, hey, I think I want to buy a home, okay, and we know those are at all different levels of seriousness, and one of the things that I advocate all the time, all the time in this marketplace today, as I'm training loan officers across the country, is look, you got to understand one thing about this market. It's for serious buyers only. If you don't have a serious buyer, they're never getting in a contract between the bidding, the negotiating, the competition, the, the fact that, you know, Properties are selling in minutes and hours versus days and weeks. So you don't have the luxury of taking a bar and saying, okay, yeah, I'll get your pre-approval or pre-qualification and it takes you a week to do it. They're already Their houses are already gone that they're looking at by the time that happens. You've got to really move quick in today's marketplace. There's no question about it. But you also have to talk to those realtors. The biggest single mistake that I find on lead-based purchase opportunities is, we focus on the consumer. But we forget about those realtors, and we get unhooked at the end of the day from them bringing their lender into the equation. So, talk a little bit about what you, uh, you know, kind of your perspective on that. You're in a lot of shops. You're talking to a lot of lenders out there. For those lenders where you're seeing where they're converting at a high level on those, what are a couple of those things that they're doing that are making that difference?
0: Yeah, you you bring up a, a great point. I mean, that's that is the most common. Uh, challenge that I hear for, from mortgage companies is uh, addressing the real estate agent who might flip the consumer to an, another mortgage company, and so it's it's critical within purchase to really you have two customers with a, with a purchase loan, right? You, you have the consumer and you have the real estate agent, and and look, both are very important and very powerful to your business, right? Uh, the the real estate agent often. Uh, will impact the the consumer's decision as as to which mortgage company to choose. And, and so uh, it's important to be able to uh, be able to explain to the consumer why you are the best uh, option for them, but you need to be able to have the same pitch for the real estate agent. and And uh, what we found really with our best purchase partners is that not only do they believe that that purchase agent is crucial to their conversion, but they're, they see this as their path to get new business, right? So, so they love being introduced to, to new real estate agents because it's their opportunity to wow them and and so that they can get new referrals from that real estate agent. In fact, I mean, we, we have, I mentioned earlier that we have consumer or lenders that uh, love that earlier funnel consumer so that they can make referrals to their agents, which is certainly beneficial. But they also, love to be introduced to those new agents and so we have a lot of lenders that consider that one of the biggest perks of buying earlier funnel leads so that they can be introduced to new agents and wow them so that they're able to to build their business in the future and that is very much how we see our partnerships with with lenders in that certainly we want to help them with new customer acquisition but we also understand that a part of our benefit is introducing them to to consumers that can be repeat customers, or to referral sources like real estate agents that can be new sources for them. So we want our our partners, our mortgage companies to be successful. And we love the fact that they can get more benefits from our introductions. It's awesome. Uh,
1: I know my experience has been great with the purchase leads you guys provide. And look, um, I, I love what you said there because there, There is an opportunity, and I believe this is what we're going to see in the coming years for uh, more consumer-direct shops, is you've got to be innately aware of the opportunity to build a referral network, even in a consumer-direct environment. Because a lot of the realtors today, in this technology world we live in, there's a lot of realtors that don't necessarily focus on the local lender. They'll work with any lender. They don't care as long as that lender can serve that customer well, provide good turn times. Communicate well, and we can communicate in so many ways today, so there is an incredible opportunity to not only get a consumer out of that, get a realtor partner out of that, get referrals out of that, and look don't forget, it's not just the uh, agent for the buyer you need to be talking to. That listing agent you got to call too. And if, if that customer already has a home in mind that they're looking at, you can go right online, look at that listing and know who that selling agent is and content them right out of the gate. And now you've established a relationship with both sides of that, and it really it really enhances the return on investment for those purchase leads dramatically, is what it does. And, you know, the the whole concept of for retail lenders to go out and and purchase lending tree leads to use as a feeder to provide a benefit to their realtor so say here I'm going to give you a customer um, that that I'm going to help you convert and but now you're going to be the realtor on it that is a great way to reward your best realtors and also a great way if you want to prospect those really good Realtors that you've been trying to get to for years best way to do it is you got to give to get As I've always liked to say, you know, you create the law of reciprocity. You know, when you give a gift to somebody, they feel like they got to give a gift back to you (laughs) immediately. I think how many times over the years in business, you know, somebody brings you a Christmas present on Christmas Eve at the office. You're like, oh, I got yours in the car and you're running to Walgreens because you're like, I got to get them something. I can't not give them anything because you feel that law of reciprocity. It's that same kind of mindset.
0: No that I, I totally agree. I, I have been a retail loan officer myself, and I can I can speak from experience that it's difficult to to cold call real estate agents. Yep. to walk into those doors. What is your line right. where you're going to be able to uh, wow them and and influence them in order to send you business And being yep. able to open up with look, part of of what I offer, I'm able to to qualify consumers that uh, are pre-approved and want to buy. And I make introductions to my real estate agent network, and I would love to include you in that network. That is a great way to, to start conversations.
1: Great. So let's so do We talked a little bit about conversion, um, and we mentioned Scott Payne earlier he, when, when I did the session with him. And by the way, if anybody's watching this and you want to contact Scott Payne, it's SDP Solutions. Um, but Scott and I talked about conversion pretty well in detail, but I want to hear from you because, again, you're with Lenny Tree, You you see the high converting uh, customers out there. Give me the one tip or the two tips that you think are the real key things to improving and increasing conversion rates on leads. And by the way, for loan officers out there that are watching this, that you're in the retail world, it's no different for your referrals. You got to understand this. I think sometimes we segment and go, well, Consumer Direct is different than the referral world. It's really not. Responsiveness is responsiveness, no matter who it is. You got to call people quick, no matter who you got. So give us a couple of what you think are some key tips.
0: Yeah, that's right. And even to that point, you know, what we have found is that regardless of, of how a consumer is introduced to a loan officer, in today's world, they're most certainly gonna go online and and still shop. And, and so you yeah. have to provide excellent customer service regardless of where you were introduced to the consumer. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I, I think from a loan, I'll try to answer this a, a couple different ways. From a loan officer perspective, uh, you know we talked about this before but being able to look at this this consumer creatively understand their goals and help them reach their financial goals uh, outside of just whether or not you can lower the their interest rate is an important aspect to conversion ratio we do see a lot of difference in conversion as it goes from even one loan officer at to another loan officer at the same company. Uh, I also would say it's important for loan officers to understand the entire journey. So uh, if you are buying leads or, or if you are receiving introductions from, from other individuals or companies, what is that consumer experience? What are they expecting? What did they see initially? What questions were they asked? I think it's very important to, to really understand the consumer's expectations as you have that initial conversation. Uh, from a, a lender perspective, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the calling and, and even contact strategy. Contact strategy is a crucial aspect to conversion right now. And uh, you know, for, for many years, calling has been that primary tool and it, it's still very powerful. It, ultimately, having that conversation with the consumers is what you want. But we are seeing a lot of success based on email, based on text, now chat. Uh, I think that those aspects are crucial to your contact strategy. But it's not just having those tools; it's being good at them. Having a, a strong, having strong messaging that makes sense based on the journey, and, and so uh, messaging in that contact strategy matters a lot. I would also say uh, the how you structure your loan officer teams. We're seeing a lot of of differences in conversion based on that. So if Uh, For example, you have a team of loan officers that are expected to receive inbound phone calls from from one lead source and also make outbound lead sources based on another lead source and you're sending that to the same team of loan officers. We're often seeing that team struggle when compared to another team that's focused on uh, one way of reaching out to consumers or even one kind of, of lead campaign. As they specialize into the types of consumers that they're being introduced to, we're seeing a lot of success and in conversion benefits to that.
1: You know, you said something, that was a, that was a drop the mic uh, comment right there. That, that was so important. You, you're speaking something near and dear to my heart, which is specialization. And this is where I see a lot of lenders make the mistake, is we diversify too much with our loan officers, not just in the things they provide, but their products also. You know, this mindset of give your loan officer every product under the sun and they're going to be successful not, does not work. What that does is confuse them, and they only end up selling two to three products in most cases anyway. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't be diverse in your products. You absolutely should be diverse in your products. But the more you can specialize your people within those products, so you've got specialists that this is all they do, it's really key. And that is particularly important when you start talking about outbound and inbound. If all you do is outbound and that's all you have, then you're not waiting for the inbound call and not being productive on the outbound, and you're just pounding the phones and you're very successful. If you're only inbound, then same thing. You're learning to master that skill a whole lot more. I mean, I, I think about when I came in the business in 1983, You know, our rates were 17.5%, and I ran a, a br- three different branches in a district that had 250 loan officers in it. My average loan officers did almost 14 loans a month at 17.5%. Crazy numbers in that marketplace. It was, it was unheard of. But here's the reason why. We had one product, 15-year fixed, 17.5%, refinance, cash out, debt elimination loan. That's all we offered, nothing else. They were never confused. So you either sold it or you didn't. End of conversation. And you had to sell enough to make enough money to pay your bills. That's why we had good results because we didn't get them in in a whole bunch of different mindsets where they were having favorite lead sources or favorite approaches. We were keeping them focused on the right thing. So I love hearing from, from you at LendingTree where you guys have such a broad scope and you get to see hundreds of companies, you know, Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of loan officers across the country, and you're looking at big numbers on results. And what you're finding is that specialization really makes a difference. It's a good thing for us all to think about as to how we're specializing. And look, it doesn't mean you can't have loan officers that do outbound and inbound. I have a lot of clients that do, and what I try to encourage them is, is have your outbound times very specific and just do outbound for a couple of hours. I call those sprints. You're running in sprints, and then you'll do inbound for a couple of hours. So you're still in a specialized discipline when you're doing that.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that the key there is you know, it's, it's difficult to uh, quickly make outbound calls uh, if it's in your best interest to be waiting on an inbound call. Right. It, how, how you battle that at, at the same time puts loan officers into a, a difficult position. Um, I, I would also add, you know, part of what we're talking about right now is, is referred to as skill-based routing, right? Um, and being able to route the right consumer to the right loan officer at the right time uh, is, is important. Certainly, there's companies out there that, that can help with that great companies. Uh, there's there's plenty of, of mortgage companies that have built their own skill-based routing. But, uh, you know, that's a part of the, the great technology that's out there. We haven't talked a lot about technology yet today, but certainly we've seen companies utilize technology in order to improve their conversion ratio, in order to bring down their their cost of origination. You know, I think that uh, in today's world, consumers have come to expect some technology. Real estate agents have come to expect some technology, right? And so uh, we talked about how important it is to treat the real estate agent like a customer. So having a portal where the consumer can easily log in to be able to see a update on where they are with the loan, be able to upload their documents, communicate with their contacts. Same thing with that real estate agent, to be able to do that same thing. So I think that technology really allows lenders to route leads better. It allows them to uh, have a safer transaction so that consumers are know where their documents are going and trust where their documents are going. Uh, and it allows their their team to be more efficient along the way.
1: Yep. So utilize your technologies, make sure you take the efficiencies that come with that and the transparencies that consumers want, but remember, build those relationships, high-tech, high-touch. I talk about this all the time. You know, the companies that do really well in today's market that I see are the ones that combine that great technology with a great customer experience and great relationship. That's absolutely critical. And then one more thing I want to say, because we talked about that whole specialization thing. And I know there's a lot of loan officers that I work with today that they are inbound, but they can do outbound. Look, if you're sitting there and the inbound phone ain't ringing, you better be doing some outbound calls. But remember, when that inbound comes in, it's as simple as saying, hey, can you hold on for just one second? Nobody knows what you're putting on hold for. You're doing something on their file. You can grab that call real quick and say, hey, I want to introduce myself. I'm just finishing up a call. Can I call you back in five minutes? And you get both. Now you maximize your conversion on both sides. So there's always ways to build these things into your regiment. But the more that you can be focused, the more you can utilize your technology, the more you can build relationship and layer on top of that, Man, you're now you're a killer company. Now you've got the best of all worlds because you're creating that great customer experience. So I, I love that. So, Will, th- this has been incredible, uh, uh, incredible information you've provided, incredible value to um, to everybody listening to this to the show because you're giving us perspective from such a a, a global uh, standpoint uh, and so many years of experience and. Nothing can beat that. So I'm sure there's lots of things people have gleaned from this. Uh, I want to ask you the in this last question what, what I love to ask all my guests, and, and I want to talk about you personally, uh, and mentors in your life. You know, I always talk about the importance of having mentors and coaches and and and, and having an accountability partner. And, and this isn't uh, necessarily somebody I'm talking about you got to hire and pay. Because I think when we talk coaches, sometimes we think, oh, that's somebody I got to go hire. Well, that's fine if you want to hire a coach. I'm really talking a lot of times about Somebody else within your organization who you would love to emulate, who is just fantastic, that can coach you, or somebody who mentor can mentor you to make you better. We've all had mentors if we've had any kind of success in our lives. So I would love to hear uh, from you um, just any experiences you've had. I know you've had mentors in your life. I know you've mentored others, too. Um, you're well known for that. You, you've, you've impacted a lot of people's careers and lives that I know of. But share with the, the audience just uh, any story that you have of the, the, the mentor that meant the most in your life or the couple of mentors that meant the most in your life and what that impact was.
0: Yeah, I, I love talking about this topic. I think that it's crucial. I would really encourage anybody who's listening to really actively seek uh mentors in your life, and, and also mentoring others. I, I think that both are, are very, very beneficial. I've certainly had a lot of mentors in, in my life um, that have um, really helped shape who I am today. And uh, I am very blessed to have many, quite frankly. I, and, you know, I've, I've actively seeked them, and, and part of what I've tried to do is Uh, look for qualities within individuals that I really want to hone in on. And and I'll even ask about that and and be very transparent about what I love to learn from them on. And I've had a lot of success in that. So, for example, you know, very early in my professional life, uh, I worked with Reno Hein and I've I've worked with him for for many, many years in the mortgage industry, learned a ton from him, uh, a lot about confidence and about being able to provide feedback in a very positive way Um, at the Decision One Mortgage. There were several people uh, that I was mentored by being JC Faulkner, Mike Val, Joanna McGinn, regarding culture. Decision One had an amazing culture that really allowed the, the staff to, uh, to offer amazing results, amazing customer service. And I've been able to adopt that in, in much of my life. Uh, Sam Mishner, who I've worked with, had a couple of companies. I've, I've learned a lot about uh, presentations and, and adding value as a consultant to, to our partnerships. Uh, even very recently, uh, Neil Salvage, in which uh, he is amazing at empowering others and mentoring others. And uh, it, it it really has opened my eyes to the, the power of, of mentoring, and, and I've actively looked for opportunities to, to mentor others. So, um, you know, I, I'm a very big believer of this, and, and I think that um, Uh, It's something that I I would consider a passion in my life.
1: That's great. Neil, Sam, and JC, three guys I know, three guys I have great respect for, three guys that are really icons in this business and uh, really know what they're doing. That's a really cool thing. So... uh, let's close out with two things um, tell me about some of the latest things that are happening at lending tree and, and and some of the things you guys are doing to help lenders out there today to you know make sure they maximize this marketplace and you know build production get access to customers share, share some of the latest and greatest
0: sure yeah what we've found in the mortgage industry right now is that it's difficult and it's complicated and We are really focused on trying to simplify this as much as we can for our partners. So uh, examples would be just from a customer service and an account review standpoint in that we want to make sure that we're helping our contacts by offering great customer service, great account reviews and proposals based on data so that we can help our customers make good decisions based on their campaigns with us and just being very transparent about what's working what's not and what options are available and perhaps how they can improve. Uh, We've also uh, been very focused on offering more transparency within the consumer base. So for example, uh, it's what we call different exchanges. We've been able to segment different types of consumers based on their probability of closing and so that the lenders will have more options in in choosing which exchange, which product that they want based on expected conversion ratios and the price point that makes the most sense for them. Because we've noticed that some some lenders will do very well with a group of of consumers and and other lenders do very well with a different group. And if we could offer them that kind of transparency so that they're able to, to choose which group that they want and also create a strategy that makes the most sense for that type of customer. Uh, I mentioned purchase earlier uh, and uh, being able to distinguish where the consumer is in the home buying journey. We've created different products around that process as well so that the, the lenders are able to maximize their purchase conversion ratio, which is crucial going into this market. You know, We find that uh, our highest conversion months for purchase are March and April. Uh, those consumers will often come to us in March and April and perhaps close in that, those months, perhaps close in, in the summer months when, they're, when their kids are out of school. But it's when they come to us in March and April. So this is a perfect time to really start some purchase campaigns.
1: Awesome. And I assume they just go to LendingTree.com if they want to find out more. Or is there a, another place they should go to?
0: Absolutely, yeah. There's, there's a, a partner with us uh, within LendingTree. Uh, dot com where they're able to, to connect with our team, and we'd be happy to, to have
1: conversations. Right. Well, honor having you. I appreciate you so much as a human being, as a friend. Um, as a colleague, uh, it's been an honor to be a partner with Lending Tree for 12 years and uh, just love you guys, love the company and really believe in what you do. Uh, you know anybody who's looking for leads or, or looking to you know reward your realtors, reach out and talk to them about it. But I want to personally thank you for taking this time, uh, hanging out with me and uh, just sharing some great nuggets that I think both lenders, loan officers alike will learn a lot today and you, you got a ton of wisdom. And uh, I appreciate you sharing it today. Thank you.
0: It's been an honor to to be on this, and and I, I appreciate the invitation. Thank you.
1: God bless you, my friend. God bless you. Batting 1000 is a production of Mortgage Champions, a company that's been transforming the people who transform companies since 1995. Have a suggested topic or guest? Contact my team on Twitter. That's at Dale Vermillion. Or tweet us using the hashtag Batting1000. That's hashtag Batting1000.